The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. At the University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. As a priest, I'm living proof that when you just simply say yes to the Lord, your life is fulfilled 10,000 times beyond what you could have imagined in any other life. And um, that's the gift of of a personal call in which God really does want what's best for us. Faith, at the most fundamental level, is, is founded on a promise of God. And... If I'm willing to step out in faith that God has asked me to, to live in a certain way, I have to trust that He's going to take care of me. It's, it's the entirety of the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes is a basic dependence upon the God of, of providence. And so I've experienced that in my own life in, in many, many ways. And I can speak for my brother priest as well. Uh, we, we sit and, and talk about it a lot and just the ways in which God fulfills things in our lives beyond what we could have imagined if we had done things our own way. This is Marianne Benoit from St. Joseph's in Red Lake Falls. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Welcome back, all 2.1 million of you. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we're brothers in blood. Brothers in the priesthood. So we are back with Sister Anna Mary of the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus in New Ulm, Minnesota. Uh, She's going to talk to us about an exciting opportunity for girls in grades 7 to 12 to build friendships and enjoy lots of laughter, joy, fun with the Handmaids. Uh, And by the way, I can attest to that. The Handmaids are like my favorite order. Uh, gotten to know Mother Mary Claire very well, and a lot of the sisters. And wink, wink, come yeah, to Bismarck. We're we're waiting, Mother, <laughs> just so she can hear that. Uh, but sister, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for being on the air this morning. And to for those that uh, that don't know about the your order, can you briefly share about the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus and maybe your charism a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we're we're in New Ulm. We were officially established there in uh, 2010. So we're pretty new. Um, but we, our charism really is to live in imitation of Mary um, as handmaid and mother uh, in the diocesan life of the church, uh, carrying out the new evangelization in parish life. So really meant to be a complement to the diocesan priesthood and bring the joy of the gospel into our parishes. And it's kind of, it's kind of my understanding, too. I mean, you're at the, kind of like at the good graces of the bishop wherever you go to. And 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 kind of like where you might be needed m- most is that is that kind of correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. We always um, we always want to be close to our bishops as we, in any diocese that we would be in, um, and and we do we we want to serve wherever it's most needed. So um, 
yeah, even within our, our parishes that we're, that we're at, we do various things, like, like any mother, we serve, <laughs> right. um, with many different needs in, in the parish family, so wherever, wherever those needs are most needed. Some of our sisters, you know, um, teach at the parish high school. Um, myself, I actually serve in the diocesan offices in New Ulm, um, in the Office of Worship, and vocations, youth ministry a little bit. So, Well, and I, one of the beauties of the handmaids, I think, is uh, when Mother came out here and I had her talk to all the girls in the high school and I talked to all the boys just kind of about vocations, and she said to the girls, she said, you know, what happens with a young woman when she discovers that she may be called to religious life? And the girls are like, well, you know, she joins an order and goes far, far, far away from her family. And, you know, and I think there's there's a truth to that. And I think that's kind of scary for some young women. But the beauty of the handmaids, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the intention is eventually, God willing, you know, if there's enough vocations that come from a diocese, that they could they could even go back and found a house there, uh, a religious house you know, for that diocese. So, you know, there's a chance, there's a, there's a chance, a good chance maybe even that, uh, sisters could possibly, uh, return, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, that, that is our hope that our sisters, um, you know, one day be able to serve in their home diocese, uh, really, um, you know, serving the culture <laughs> that they know <laughs> and have grown exactly. up in. Um, I know for many of our sisters, um, including myself, uh, that was a big part of my big part of my discernment, and I even feel like a big part of the individual call that the Lord had for me um, to return to my home and to serve my people there. So. You know, that's something really unique about your order. And I, this is the other brother here, Father Justin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, other, I, the other thunder. The other thunder, the older <laughs> rumbler. Uh, anyway, I, 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 you know, having not been exposed to a tremendous amount of religious orders, but enough, something that seemingly is so unique about the handmaids is that they're a diocesan order. You know, so a lot of the times you've got all of these charisms, whether it be the Dominicans or the who, whoever, Franciscans, but... But what has reminded me so much uh, about even my own service, my ministry as a priest, my priesthood, is when I've met the handmaids that there's just a uniqueness about your diocesan, diocesan commitment that I, I'm just going to say it this way. It's, it's a normal, um, at least in my mind, a more normal religious sort of, sort of you know, calling. Uh, that it, I think is maybe even more appealing to that. Could you maybe speak to the difference between like your diocesan call versus like the the life of the you know the, the other religious out there that are a part of a, a larger order? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I do think you know, um, in with every religious community, there's a particular charism given to that community that the Lord entrusts to them. And really, ultimately, as, as a woman discerns her vocation, um, she's discerning if the Lord has given her that charism. <laughs> and, and it is, you know, um, at really, like, all religious orders are called to be missionary, <laughs> missionary right. part. But there is, there's a particular charism that the Lord has given us to, to have a missionary heart <laughs> at home, <laughs> in, our right, own, right. in our own place, in our own diocese. So there is, I, I do think that, you know, in some sense there's, there's a, norm, a more normalcy to it. Um, it isn't necessarily 
if a young woman is called to our community, they aren't they aren't necessarily called to, you know, uh, be sent to Africa or you know or right. anywhere in the United States, that kind of a thing. Um, so, so yeah, I th- there, there's a uniqueness to that. But ultimately, like the Lord is the one who calls and gives the graces for those for that charism, and and He's the one who's going to really sustain it, whether they're called to the beautiful Sisters of Life in New York or if they're called to our community here in Minnesota. So. Let me ask, we, we had a, this, uh, a, a priest on earlier in the show that was a rector of the uh, s- uh, seminary, Immaculate Heart of Mary, and uh, we got talking to him about seminarians uh, and their life of prayer and this resurgence that has happened and is actively happening in the area of the holy hour. Could you speak a little bit about the prayer of a religious sister, your own formation, and, and, and does your order do a daily holy hour? Yeah, that's a great question. Yes, we do da- do a daily holy hour. We do two daily ho- holy hours, actually. We, um, You're showing so we off, a- sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, one, we have one in the morning, um, and we, we pray a holy hour together um, and then pray morning prayer, chant morning prayer together in the morning. And then we have another holy hour in the afternoon um, where we... Again, we pray, have time, have a time of silent prayer, and then pray uh, evening prayer together. Chant evening prayer together. I mean, they really, in some sense, it's it's the heart of our life. Like we begin and we end our day with the Lord. And um, yeah, I mean, I think for again for each one of our sisters has been such a huge part of our vocation is that is that silent quiet time with the lord allowing him to speak to our hearts i just think underneath the gird of this mess that's going on in the catholic church and we were just talking about this in the De brothers segment that the answer to the to to the to the life and world problems and it's most especially the church problems right now is coming before jesus in the blessed sacrament and just being with him. And after that, letting everything work itself out. And it, it's been so frustrating for me, uh, especially with, with uh, the scandal that's been going on, is you don't hear Jesus being talked about. You hear about rules and regulations and everything else. But, gosh, I would love to have, like, you know, the leadership of, of the world or even our own country come out and saying, you know what, yeah, we're going to do our due diligence in, in these many areas, but right now we would love everybody, especially our priests and our religious, to just start doing a holy hour. You know, and, and let's, you know, let's just come before Jesus and ask Jesus to correct all of this for us. And he would. You know, the, the sooner that we who profess to love him are loving him in that holy hour, I think the better off everybody's going to be. And wouldn't you agree, sister, that not only have you just testified to the fact that this is the heart and life of the religious community, but religious orders and dioceses that are doing this are getting vocations? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. It seems, I mean, that seems to be a, a common theme. Um, I think I think a lot of to do with is because oftentimes that's the place where a young woman actually discovers her vocation. You know, I feel like you hear all the time about when discerning someone's vocation and they're like, oh, I, I started, you know, I went to the 24-hour adoration chapel that was near where I was working or, or whatever it might be. Um, and she comes to, really, she comes to experience the Lord's love and gaze upon her. And then, 
that's the place where she, um, you know, discovers that he's calling her to something deeper. And, and in some sense, like, we don't, when, when you have that experience, you don't want that to end when you enter religious life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's actually the whole point. Um, so it, so I do, I think it, I think it's so important. Um, and really ultimately, yeah, that place of, of grace and healing and the place where you, you know, get the sustenance to go out and serve the church, um, yeah, it's it's just really really important, and and really does seem to be the place where 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 young women, young men too, are are really discovering the call that the Lord has for their life. Awesome, yeah. We're we're with uh, Sister Anna Mary with the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus in New Ulm, Minnesota. If you're just joining us, Sister, I, I I've hung out with the Handmaids a, a lot, and uh, I you know the joy, the laughter. I mean, my gut just hurts most of the time I'm hanging out with you, and I think that I think that. You know, if you had your average Christian or Catholic and you told them about religious life, I don't think that's the view uh, that that they would have. Yeah. So maybe just just to share with people a little bit what you guys kind of do for fun, what you guys uh, <laughs> do when you when you hang out. I don't want to give away too many uh, <laughs> too many su- surprises, but so I'll let you speak. Uh, no, it, it's yeah. We we definitely love to be together in our community. We do lots of different things. We we are a young community, so we're we're very active. We like to play basketball together, ultimate frisbee. We which people um, if, you, if you've never seen a sister running around on a basketball court, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We play kickball, all kinds of different things. It's it's been a fun thing, particularly during the summertime. We'll be outside playing ultimate frisbee or soccer or something, and then sometimes the like kids in the neighborhood will come and play with us. So that's been a joy too. To I can't add to I can't imagine life. So, so awesome. Yeah, so sister, we're uh, uh, showcasing a little thing that you have coming up. Can you tell about this event for uh, uh, what is it, girls seven through twelve? Yeah, it's for girls who are going into seventh through twelfth grade in the diocese of New Alm. It's um, Camp Beloved is called. Uh, it's taking place Saturday from Saturday, July twentieth to Wednesday, July twenty fourth, and um, it's. It's really a, a beautiful opportunity for young women to come and have fun, learn more about the Lord, grow in their prayer life, um, play and kick, meet other play young Play kickball with sisters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kickball with sisters. <laughs> exactly. Well, even, so. I mean, especially if we've got moms out there, maybe even some young women that are listening to this, it's an opportunity to, for you just to check on out of the culture. I think people are so exhausted with 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 the burden of what they're living in most of the time that if you're listening to this, if you're a mom, tell your daughter about it. If you're a young woman, just go check it out because it. You know, we could talk about all the things that are going to go on there, but I think it can be all summarized. It's the same thing with a seminary experience uh, that you know people are like, "Gosh, you know, do I want to do that? That sounds a little weird." You know, it's not. When you get there, you are simply going to experience freedom joy and happiness so if you would like to experience happiness with some people that are extraordinarily happy because they know jesus then come to the camp right sister <laughs> yes that's exactly right where where, yeah. where where is it uh located 
So uh, it's at Schoenstatt in Sleepy Eye. So it's the Schoenstatt Shrine in Sleepy Eye is where we hold it. And then we often, too, take, like, little day trips and things. We go swimming one day. We go to hiking one day. Um, so. Awesome. In that, in that, all, all kind of in that area, state parks and things. So they just call your order then or get online or what's the best contact for it? So yeah, the best thing you can do is on the Diocese of New Orleans website, uh, dnu.org. If you go to the youth ministry page, you'll find a link for Camp Beloved and there's registration that you can do online or you can send in. Awesome. Well, we encourage everybody to check that out. Again, if you just want to check out of the culture and be happy for a few days, go and hang out with the sisters. Thank you, sister, for being on the air with us this morning. Say hi to, to Mother for me and all the I other sisters. I will do that. Awesome. Thank you. It's time for another quick break, everybody. When we get back, Mike's going to be stepping in for a 10-minute tour of the local events, and plus we will take you around the world in 60 seconds. And we have our next installment of Catholic, Catholic Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Coming up on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Father Brian Cuiava from the Diocese of Crookston. You know, sometimes in my prayer or in my life, I'm going through like dry periods, you know, where I'm praying and it feels like nothing is happening. It feels like God isn't really there. I'm just kind of sitting there. And it's in those moments that I'm reminded that there is a gift from the Lord just simply called perseverance, where I might be running into this wall, but the Lord in that moment is just inviting me to be purified of whatever it is that I need to be purified of and to simply persevere in my life of prayer. particular gift that helps us in this pursuit of perseverance so that we can grow in our relationship with the Lord is the gift of fortitude. Fortitude helps us to see the obstacles that are in our way of perfect and, and good relationship with the Lord and actually helps us to look forward to going up against those obstacles, to overcoming them, of course, by the grace of God. But above all, it in- encourages us to persevere in the faith so that we do not give up, but instead we can persevere to the end and remain close to Jesus even in our times of suffering. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. 
You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Yes, and I'm Mike Kitrowski. I'm glad to bring you the 10-minute tour this morning. And let's just get into it. We have a lot of people to talk to, and there is Eli's car. He's going to be chasing us to keep us on time. We have Matthew on the phone from he from uh, Spirit of Life Parish in Mandan. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Hello, Mike. Doing well today. Great, great. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the Mass of Forgiveness and Healing going on at the Spirit of Life? Sure thing. So this coming Saturday, uh, March 30th at 5 p.m., Abbot Daniel of Assumption Abbey will be celebrating a Mass of Forgiveness and Healing here at Spirit of Life in Mandan. And after Mass, he'll be speaking on spiritual deliverance for a little while, and, pr- and following that, he'll be praying with those who request prayer. We'll also have confessions prior to the Mass from 3.30 to 4.30 for those who want to attend that sacrament as well. Very good. And uh, uh, how did you get Abbot Daniel to uh, Spirit of Life Parish in Mandan? How did that happen? That is a wonderful question. Um, <laughs> he actually knows <laughs> he knows a fair amount of the uh, of the staff here. Um, oh, I'm A couple sure. of close friendships. I am and sure. And it just you... ended up working out for his schedule. So. Yeah, so you are blessed to have Abbot Daniel coming to your parish. Uh, again, that's Saturday, March 30th, uh, starting at 5 p.m. Did you say confessions uh, will be heard previous to that? Yep, confessions will be 3.30 to 4.30. Wonderful. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, Spirit of Life has been uh, a very, very uh, spirit-filled parish for a long, long time, and that's uh, a tribute to the leadership there. And how is Father Kreidinger doing? Father Kreidinger is doing very well, and Great. definitely we feel very blessed to have him here. Yes, and Spirit of Life has always been on the forefront of bringing dynamic programs to the parish and this is uh, nothing less than dynamic it's a mass for uh, of forgiveness and healing and again that's 5 p.m on saturday march 30th at the spirit of life in mandan okay well thank you matthew for joining us on real presence live this morning and now we go to uh Frazy, minnesota the knights of columbus in Frazy, minnesota are having their annual fish dinner fundraisers on March 29th and April 12th. Proceeds will go to the local food pantry, scholarships, and restoration of the stained glass windows in Frazee Sacred Heart Church. What a great thing to support. Now, dinners are served from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. These uh, these evenings at Sacred Heart Church in Crazy, sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. Again, dinners are served from 5 p.m. to 7, 7 p.m. Please come and enjoy a wonderful dinner, good fellowship, and help the Knights of Columbus. What a great group. Support these worthy causes. And now we go to uh, Virginia, Minnesota. We have 40 Hours Parish Mission. Uh, Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota is hosting a 40 Hours Parish Mission from Friday, April 5th through Sunday, April 7th. And uh, the mission presenter will be Father Brian Kuava of the Diocese of Crookston. And his theme will be Lord, Teach Us to Pray. What a great program to attend. 
Uh, are you looking for ways to grow deeper in prayer life? Well, who isn't? Come join us in this experience. There is no admittance fee and all are invited. For more information, call the Holy Spirit Parish Office. So we have uh, the 40 Hours Parish Mission going on in Virginia, Minnesota at Holy Spirit Church. And uh, again, that's Sunday, uh, that's, excuse me, that's Friday, April 5th through Sunday, April 7th. So please uh, consider attending if you're near Virginia, Minnesota, folks. All right, now we go to Jamestown, North Dakota at the beautiful St. James Basilica. And we have Leanne on the phone. Hello, Leanne. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for being on the Real Presence Live today on the 10-Minute Tour. Tell us about what's going on at St. James Basilica. Well, our St. James Basilica Tabernacle Society hosts a monthly program for spirituality, and we're excited to host on April 8th, Mr. Joe Hendricks. He's coming to us from Fargo, and he is going to speak about the return uh, based on the book by Brandon Vogt, and it's how to draw your child back to the church. Now, many of us have had a family member or a friend that may have drifted away from the faith, maybe practiced other religions, but fallen away, and we, ha we have that sense of loss and hope that they will return, and he's going to bring us some ideas and insights into how to help them to the beauty of the faith and hopefully return back to it. Um, so he'll be giving about a 45-minute presentation right in our Basilica of St. James. It's uh, Monday on April 8th, starting at 7 o'clock. It's open to all people, all ages. Um, we hope that many of you will come and join us to hear more about how we can help our loved ones, family, and friends to come back to the Catholic faith and embrace it again. Yes, well, congratulations on getting such a wonderful program coming to St. James Basilica and again that's uh, on Monday April 8th at 7 p.m. and uh, I think everybody can relate to the uh, situation where you have a friend or family member perhaps who has uh, quit going to Mass regularly and perhaps stopped practicing the faith altogether. This uh, uh, is a cause of heartache for many and especially parents so uh, if this, if you are anywhere near Jamestown, North Dakota, on April eighth, come to the uh, Saint uh, at, to the Basilica, Saint James Basilica at Jamestown on April eighth at seven p.m. Thank you very much, Leanne, for joining us. Yep. Let's Thank go, you. Let's go now to Piedmont, South Dakota. John, are you there? Yes, I am here. Hello, John. Tell us about uh, what's happening at Our Lady of Black Hills, Knights of Columbus. Well, I'm glad you asked. We have some fantastic things going on. Uh, every Friday during Lent, with the exception of Good Friday, our Lenten schedule, we have Stations of the Cross starting at 6 o'clock, ending about between 6.30 and 6.45. After that, we have a great Lenten supper with fried fish, baked fish, macaroni and cheese, a dinner roll, and great fellowship. Wonderful. We have and some amazing, just amazing things going on during this Lenten season at our parish. Yeah, great. Uh, I know Our Lady of Black Hills uh, Parish is a dynamic parish as well, and uh, the good guys at the, and families at the Knights of Columbus uh, Council there is uh, putting on this, uh, this great, great uh, program. So again, we have Stations of the Cross starting at 6 p.m. And uh, each Friday in Lent, 
All right. And then the dinners uh, benefit what, uh, uh, uh We are benefiting the uh, Black Hills uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center here. We had uh, helped donate a couple of ultrasound machines, so we just were trying to give back for the pro-life movement as much as we can, and we really stand for the right to life in our council. Wonderful. And uh, so you... Uh, so you're asking people to join you on Friday evenings, Fridays uh, evenings during Lent at Our Lady of Black Hills Church on uh, 12365 Sturgis Road in Piedmont, South Dakota. Well, yes, congratu gra congratulations on uh, what a great activity this is for Lent. And uh, there's something special about the Stations of the Cross, uh, John. Yeah, it is very powerful, very powerful. Absolutely. So, again, that is uh, Stations of the Cross, 6 p.m., Piedmont, South Dakota. Thank you very much, John, for being with us. Folks, that wraps up today's... Me. Yes, indeed. Uh, you're very welcome. This uh, wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We uh, feature, the, feature this every Real Presence Live if you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be very happy to feature it. Now, it's time for our next break of the morning. Uh, when we return, how priests and the lady can learn to work closer together to build up the mission of the church. And later, around the world in 60 seconds, the uh, Waltz uh, brothers will be back to uh, lead you through that program to find out what's happening in our Catholic world. And... Catholic Lives Matter. You don't want to miss it, folks. Uh, Father Josh and Father Justin will be right back. Please stay tuned and uh, don't go away. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. People think A and B is in the copier business. But we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. It seems like uh, such a simple thing, but it's it's taking you know the message. It's taking the church outside the walls, the building, and we don't get outside the wall of the building very often. And so this morning it's pouring rain, and I'm I'm driving to my workout this morning. But I turn on the radio, and there it is. And there's a message. There's a prayer. 
it's so inspiring and it gets my day and started in the right way and as we know it's a continual decision to say yes and so Catholic Radio don't underestimate it I'm a little bit of a convert to it it was Bishop Swain who really said experience the power and impact of Catholic Radio's ministry in the Diocese of Madison where he came from we did not have it here and it was his encouragement and it was it's not easy it's tough sledding but it was always keep the faith because of the impact you know the listeners that were touched by it and we know that the few who took the time are able to communicate it to where I heard the message there's so many others you know who are impacted by it At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-round campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. All right, everybody, welcome back. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. We are privileged to have Father Taylor Dennis of the Diocese of Rapid City as we... Tyler, excuse me, Father Tyler Dennis of the Diocese of Rapid City as we talk about the theme of this year's Pastoral Ministry Days. One Spirit, Father, how are you doing today? I'm great this morning. How are you guys? Doing great. Thank you for being on the air with us this morning. Uh, Tell us a little little bit about this event in your diocese. Well, Pastoral Ministry Days is uh, an event that we host every year. It is uh, for the priests of the diocese as well as the leadership of the diocese, uh, uh, people who participate at the level of staff, people who lead some of the key ministries in our parishes, uh, an educational event. And this year the focus is going to be on the uh, relationship between the uh, priest and the parish through the various consultative bodies mm. that, uh, that pastors and parishes employ, so uh, parish pastoral councils, parish finance councils, and likewise looking at the relationship between um, parishes and the bishop at the diocesan level, um, how the process of, consul- of consultation works uh, between um, the diocese uh, and, and parishes as well. So... Um, all of those things are kind of on the table, and um, we'll be uh, uh, asking Father Charles Lockowitzer, he's the Vicar General for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, to uh, uh, lead us through that conversation. So we're looking forward to um, having a lot of people show up for that event and to uh, um, take some lessons away from that they can employ in their parishes when they get home. Yeah, that's great. So this is mainly for those who are actually serving on these councils themselves or working for the parish? It would be ideal to have as many people who are uh, serving on parish pastoral councils and parish finance councils as possible come and be a part of this. Uh, it would also be important that uh, people who are involved at the level of, um, of parish staff and people who also participate in uh, leadership of some of the key ministries, cate- uh, catechists and uh, homebound ministry and all of that, because the idea is to develop a, uh, a clear sense of... Um, how the process of consultation works in the parish so that uh, we can see to it that um, the needs of all of the parishioners are being met and that it's being done by uh, the entire church and in a systematic and organized kind of way. 
Yeah, you know, you bring up a really good point, and I don't think a lot of people come in uh, to Sunday Mass. You know, a lot of people haven't served in any capacity at all. Uh, but a lot of people come to Sunday Mass. I don't think they're really aware of the different ministries that you know are essentially needed within the life of the parish. I mean, it's not just the lector, you know, the reader at Mass. It's not just servers. It's not just ushers. But you know, there's a whole finance council that the pastor depends heavily on. Uh, you know, with his own budget and his own finances and sort of the direction of the parish. And then there's the the, the parish council as well. And then there's all of the heads of the various ministries. You know that that uh, are really essential to uh, the the health of the parish. And so, folks, if you're listening right now, uh, we have Father Taylor Dennis from the uh, Tyler. Excuse me, it's the second time I've been. <laughs> Sorry about that, Father. Uh, yeah. Diocese of Rapid City. We're talking about various ministries in the parish, and then this almost retreat that they're going to be having uh, in regards to those serving those ministries, but. You know, Father, what would you, uh, if you were talking to the large population right now, could you give them a word of encouragement on maybe joining some of these different ministries and what they do in the ministries and what ministries are needed in the parish? You know, I think that the thing that we, um, where, um, where we could really use a lot of assistance is with regard to um, thinking, in, thinking about what is the vision of our parish, what is our parish trying to accomplish? You know, I think that um, sometimes we uh, we have this this expectation that the whole vision of the parish is something that is uh, developed by the pastor uh, while he's sitting alone in his rectory, and then uh, he tells everybody else what to do to execute the the vision. And it's not really supposed to work like that. And so. Um, I think, uh, to a certain extent, the thing that uh, it would be really useful for pastors is a group of people uh, who are interested in more than simply uh, seeing to it that the, uh, the furnace is still running and that uh, new shingles are put on the church and those sorts of things. You know, we, we, we need people who are expert in and can take care of those sorts of things, but what we really need is a group of people who can sit down and dream. What could our parish be? What could our parish become? And how would we do that if we were to become that? You know, somebody who shares um, with the pastor a zeal for souls, uh, a great desire to bring people to Christ, and then to develop a plan for how to do that. Um, and so people who are interested in that kind of thing could be really, really helpful to the pastor. And obviously we always need catechists. We always need people who know how to maintain the buildings and the grounds. And we always need people who are expert in finance to make good prudent financial decisions. Um, so the truth is, uh, there's nobody that isn't equipped with gifts that the Church and even the parish needs. Uh, it's just a matter of bringing those gifts forward and helping to, um, asking the, the pastor to help find a place to uh, to execute those gifts. So everybody has something to offer. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't know about your parish, but what, I, I you know, I, I'm a pastor of... Uh parish at a Catholic Ed from my diocese. I've got and then two mission parishes. But it's almost as if we're heading into times. You know, the, the last generation uh, were seemingly really interested in being members of parish councils, finance councils. They wanted many of them to be in on the decisions, in on the no part of the direction that the parish was going in. But uh, now it's almost as if People don't know about it, for starters, so we, we need to raise mm -hmm. awareness in that area, but also that there's just not the buy-in. 
you know, that, that there used to be. I mean, it's and then even if you get them on the parish council, getting people in their busy lives, extraordinarily busy lives. And distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> in order to, to even come and meet. You know, I mean, a quarterly meeting is it can be challenging versus if you really want to get that vision, you got to be meeting, you know, quite often. Is it, What's your experience right. out there in Rapid City? Is it, does that same challenge exist? You know, that is certainly um, similar for my, uh, uh, for my parishes. I have a couple of small parishes out of Barrie. And um, it's uh, it's hard for them to uh, to find the time to be able to meet and to do so consistently. I think in some of our our larger areas in Rapid City and other communities that that's less difficult, perhaps. But um, it really can be very hard to uh, <clears throat> for people to find the time. I think at the heart of it, though, is um, is that there are a lot of people who haven't necessarily really had a profound experience of Christ's love in their lives. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, um, they're, they're still looking for that experience. They're still looking for an opportunity to know his love that way. But because there are many who um, haven't necessarily experienced that yet, um, they haven't also felt that prompting in their heart uh, to give the way that perhaps their parents or grandparents did in the past. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anything, uh, just a word of encouragement or invite out to this uh uh, pastoral ministry days, one spirit. Where where is it at, Father? And uh... this is hosted at this is hosted at Terra Sancta. It will be on the uh, on the eighth uh, and ninth of uh, of April, the Monday and Tuesday, right before Palm Sunday. On Monday evening, the diocese will celebrate our Chrism Mass. A beautiful opportunity for the diocese to gather. All of the priests will be there to. Uh, renew their priestly promises, as we do each year. The bishop will bless all of the holy oils to be used uh, in the upcoming year. Um, we'll ordain a priest this summer. The chrism that we'll use to anoint his hands will uh, be uh, consecrated that night. And Father Charlie Lockowitzer will be with us throughout uh, those two days to speak. Great speaker. Um, he, uh, he is not just a lecturer. He teaches with stories and uh, real-life examples of how he's accomplished these things in his own parish. So um, it promises to be really a very fruitful time, and uh, anybody who has an interest in this should absolutely sign up to be a part of it. Thanks, Father Tyler. Dennis, for being on with us. Again, the cost of that retreat is $80. Register before March 15th, and you'll pay only $65 at pmd2019.com. That's pmd2019. Thanks again, Father. We have to step away for our final break of the morning, but stick with us because it's our favorite segment of the morning, Around the World in 60 60 Seconds, seconds. and Catholic Lives Matter. So don't go anywhere. Real Presence Live continues next. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labarade Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594. 
The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. Real Presence Radio gives us an opportunity to sanctify the airwaves, if Mm -hmm. you will. It's all forms of modern communication that we're so used to today. This is one that people again and again tell me how they tune in, you know. So it's at these times where you may be in your car or you maybe have time at your workplace, wherever you are, or in between things at home, um, just tuning into the radio for a little bit. And to think that on an ongoing basis, you know, we're able to talk about Jesus and talk about our faith and extend hope and joy to people as they listen to us. So Real Presence Radio has just been a great blessing to our diocese. And I know people of Duluth and Superior, you know, we have access to Real Presence Radio, but if people's generosity, you know, moves them, they could expand. Other places in our diocese that maybe don't have the reach right yet could. Hello, this is Barbara Brooks from Duluth, Minnesota at St. Benedict's Church. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father And I'm Father Josh Waltz. We are the, the Sons, Sons of Thunder! Thunder. <laughs> the Sons of Thunder are going to be taking you around the world in 60 seconds! Hagia Sophia might be reverted to a mosque. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Who? That th- th- doesn't matter. On Sunday, voiced <laughs> the possibility of reverting the Hagia Sophia, which has been used as a museum since 1935 and was a Catholic church, back to a mosque. Uh. Hindu radicals attack Christians in western Bengal. The incident occurred in, pri- in a private home in the village of Panchengach. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> to Reverend Anandamhari. What? Is now in the hospital. Persecuted for the faith. UK denies asylum for Iranian Christian by saying Christianity is not a peaceful religion. What? Rector of Montreal St. Joseph Oratory stabbed during televised mass. Father Claude Gros, rector of St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal, was wounded March 22nd, 2019 after being stabbed during a televised mass in the crypt of the oratory. Persecution. Con- what would you do if you died today? Go confession. to confession. Convicted French Cardinal says Pope has refused his resignation. Philip Barber and the French Roman Catholic Cardinal convicted this month of failing to report sexual abuse allegations said on Tuesday that Pope Francis turned down his offer to resign. Whoops. <laughs> and that takes us around the world. In 60 seconds, it's time for Catholic Lives Matter. Even for those who don't seem to be Catholic, we're stepping a little bit out of our uh, comfort zone and we're going to go into uh, a man that really kind of captures the essence of of needing to go to confession. And uh, that person we're going to talk about this morning is Freddie Mercury of the band Queen. Uh, My brother and I actually had the opportunity to watch the new movie Bohemian Rhapsody. 
and were absolutely floored uh, by how much it captures what sin can do to a man's life. And then, and then not only that, but to really look into uh, the songs that Queen wrote, that Freddie wrote, and to see how they match his life. It was absolutely stunning. And so tonight, or today, if you haven't seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, go see it. Uh, I think that there is this uh, maybe overarching feel because of Freddie Mercury's lifestyle, as I think most people would know, uh, was was heavily influenced uh, by the gay culture. And <clears throat> I think there might be a fear of, of seeing the gay culture put on, you know, some sort of pedestal or something, that he's the poster child for them. In fact, the movie, I don't think, does that at all. I think the movie just kind of shows what the repercussions of are of being in that culture. And I think it does a very good job of doing that. <clears throat> but one of the things that I was really amazed at is as you watch the movie, you see Freddie break. And where he breaks is when his father will not accept him. Not his lifestyle, not... And, and here's the crazy part. I didn't even know this about Freddie Mercury. <laughs> he actually was engaged to a woman to be married. And what's really interesting, too, is that even though he got into this gay culture, into this, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll sort of lifestyle, at the end of his life, he left his entire estate to her. Yep. So that says something very, very deep that, you know, and even wrote the song Love of My Life for her, that, that somehow sin kind of broke into his life and captured him and destroyed him. If you look, and again, it flows from this wound of his father, and you see that on display throughout the movie. And as he goes, and what was really interesting is there's this uh, incredible scene where he's writing Bohemian Rhapsody, the actual song. And when he writes that song, <clears throat> the night before, he's writing Love of My Life, which is for Mary, his fiance, who he's engaged to. And there's this man, Paul, and Paul is the one that turns Freddie from hetero to the homosexual lifestyle. And in there, it happens one night while he's writing this song. The next morning, he's writing Bohemian Rhapsody. And he almost like he's trying to come up with lyrics. And he, and he comes up with this lyric. And it says, I wish I never would have been born at all. And it's right after this time where Paul tries to convince Freddie that he's not a heterosexual, that he in fact is a homosexual. And then Bohemian Rhapsody comes out, and if you listen to that song, that song is all about being entrenched in sin. If you listen to the, you know, I mean, it, it kind of has the, the taboo sort of like it's the rock song, it's the operatic dirge, it's the whatever, the poetic, you know, tragedy. But what it is, is it's a story of Freddie's life and the tragedy of what happened to him. And if, again, you look at the other songs that he writes, the whole movie is this just terrible tragedy about a man who was so gifted, who could sing. I mean, nobody's going to argue about that. Freddie Mercury could sing. But listen to the song titles. Uh, you have Love of My Life that he writes for his, his girlfriend. But then you have Bohemian Rhapsody in which he says, I wish I never would have been born at all. He says, uh, in, in talking to uh, the devil, he says, Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me because I'm so wicked. Then he has the song, Would you find some me somebody, or please find me somebody to love? Another one bites the dust. We are the champions. But in that he says, my life has been no bed of roses. It's been no pleasure cruise. And he turns to the audience and he says, you brought me fame and fortune. I thank you all for this. But in the, in the essence, Freddie is constantly looking for love. And he can't 
find it. Again, beautiful scene at the end of the movie when he sees his dad and he's going to go play the Live Aid concert, which is the biggest concert maybe ever in the history of the world. 1.4 billion people were watching it. And right before he leaves, his dad embraces him and says he's proud of him. Which is what he always wanted to hear. And so I think what this you know, critique of this movie really brought out for us. And I, I would like to suggest that you watch it. It is not maybe a, a good show for kids, everyone. This is an adult show. But for starters is the whole gay lifestyle, without being, you know, graphic, uh, the true reality of it is put on display. And what bubbles to the surface is not only the man's struggle with sin, but how this lifestyle does not fulfill him, but leaves him lonelier than what he was, and he was a lonely man to begin with, before he got into it, and progressively how it actively isolates him. Which is what sin does. And that's the whole point. So being that we have been talking about confession this entire show, it's not just Freddie Mercury and the you know the rock star you know gay lifestyle that he was living, but it, it that isolates him. But as Father Josh just said, it is in fact sin that isolates us, and sin, in many cases, uh, mortal sin, and in in many cases, sexual mortal sin, uh, which is you know legion right now in the culture, has isolated people, maybe not exteriorly, but interiorly. From others as well as from their priest in the sacrament of reconciliation, most especially. And if we're honest about it, we know it when we're in mortal sin that you have been isolated from God. And that's where the devil wants you. Lonely and isolated, going back to the poison uh, of whatever sin that he's tempting you with and whatever weakness that you struggle with. And so the plea during this Lent from the Sons of Thunder is that no matter where you are at, no matter what you've committed, no matter how dark you think this thing is, as two Catholic priests who go to confession ourselves on a regular basis, I can tell you that Jesus wants to forgive you, Jesus wants to purify you, Jesus wants to set you free. Even if you are bringing this sin back, every single confession, that is okay. As he tells Faustina in the Divine Mercy, it gives more glory to God, and this is a great mystery, but he says it gives more glory to God to go to confession after you have sinned than as if you had not sinned at all. Now, we're not advocating that we go out and sin to give glory to God and then go to confession, but nonetheless, the Lord is pleased with the struggle. The Lord is deeply pleased with our devout confessions and repentance and our trying in the life of Uh, that we have been born into, the life of brokenness, the life of concupiscence, to fight that battle with sin and to do our best to overcome it. And let's be honest, different points of your life carry different sins that that all of humanity struggles with. And so come to confession. Yeah, and I'd I'd just like to tell this story. I can't remember if I told it before, but it's uh, St. Teresa of Avila. She would always go to confession first, and then she would stand outside the confessional further down the line. And her sisters would come out one by one. And as they came out, they would walk towards her and she would meet him in the middle aisle and she'd be right up front, right by the altar. And she'd put her hands on their shoulders and she'd look at them and she would say, begin again. Just 
begin again. I call it the great Catholic redo, right? Remember when you were on kickball when you were a kid and they'd be like, redo! Kickback, kickback. Kickback, well, this is like your chance for the perpetual redo until you take your last breath. Again, what Christ has forgiven, he's completely eradicated. And what Catholic lives, actually the, the, the lives of everybody right now, but what Catholic lives need right now is simply confession. And so as we finish out this show, again, it's a plea. Anybody that's listening right now, or if you're listening and you know somebody that should go, go to them and tell them about the great experiences that you had in confession. Give them an examination of conscience and invite them to the sacrament. I couldn't agree more. Let's close with a quick prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we ask that all those who are listening, those who aren't, that you might move their hearts during this Lenten season to repentance, to come back to the faith, to come back to the church and her sacraments. May these times that we we are on the radio be graced and may your holy spirit work in the hearts and minds of all the faithful and may almighty god bless all of you who are listening the father the son and the holy spirit amen amen we're going to eli for a preview of our next show Alrighty, thank you, Father. Here's what's coming up on our next show. That's tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the RPR Network, hosted by Matt Welcome and Father Will Thompson. We have an exciting giveaway. When the hosts give out the number, you'll want to call in for your chance to win one of two books signed by the Most Reverend Charles Day Shapu of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Those were signed at the University of Mary's Vocations Jamboree last week. And is it possible that music can affect our ability to engage more fully in the Mass? And, if it can, to what level? That's what we'll discuss with Sebastian Motorelli, Director of Music and Liturgy at the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist in Rochester. And many of us know somebody who has fallen away from the church. How can we talk to them about this and perhaps invite them to return? Bob Noel of the Diocese of Crookston will share some helpful thoughts as we talk about an upcoming event he'll be presenting called Shepherding Them Home. That and a whole lot more is coming up on our next show tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the RPR Network. Father? Thank you, Eli, and it's uh, certainly been our pleasure to be on the air with all of you today. We love it when you tune in to the Sons of Sunder show here on Real Presence Live. Uh, we got another show coming up uh, in April. April the 16th, 9 to 11. You can join the Sons of Thunder as we have another energetic and entertaining show for all of you. And we're going to be really getting into that one, being that it's uh, coming up on the Easter season. Um, and uh, we just wanted to give you that April date. We're going to give it. We're going to give you the next date of these shows. We've had a lot of people uh, ask us, which it's really fun. Uh, having this show and meeting random people. So if you see us out, and uh, I, I just did this last week, I'm walking by a guy I've never met in my life, and he's like, what's up, Son of Thunder? Yeah. It's so it's like a, one guy's like, are you one of the Sons of the Thunder? thunder right? So we love it when we're approached. We love being here on the air with you. But we wanted to give you that show day because a lot of people are saying, you know, when are you on next? And we are uh, pretty consistently on once a month. Uh, and we're going to try to get that show date out to you so, so you, that you can tell everybody about and it. And you get that, you get that in your calendar, put a little alert, and then when it comes up, you can tell everybody the night before, the morning of. And the other thing I would suggest to you, we've been talking about confession nonstop, get on your phone, put in a date on a Saturday or whenever that says go to confession, and then put repeat every month. And then have it for the rest of your life. You have a reminder in your phone to go to confession. And, and remember, it's not going to feel good when you make that commitment. It's going to feel uneasy. You're going to be standing in that line. It's going to feel uneasy in the line. But once you get into the confession, Jesus takes over. You're going to feel totally at ease. 
And when you are absolved of your sins, I wish I had a, a photograph of people coming out of the confessional because the joy that you will experience, if you can't, uh, if you don't experience that, then you can call me and tell me about it. <laughs> I'm Father Josh Waltz. And I'm Father Justin Waltz. We are the Sons of Thunder. And we'll see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network.